Oh my God. Amazing. I didn't mean for that whole thing to play, but why not? Know, it's such a great track. Oh God. I just love how the way it ends. It's like a chord is like, yeah. it's, it's dissonant. It's, oh, it's, uh, it's odd so great. or whatever. I don't know a musical term for that. But. Yeah. As soon as this topic came up, that was the first song that came to mind. Yeah, of course. Um, it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, the contrast of, of that song to the rest of the album and just oh, how yeah. it works. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> great. Incredible. Well, anyway, uh, good morning. Welcome to I Hate Music. Morning. Uh, episode 67 now. Wow. Dude. Yeah. Nice. And fourth with you, I believe, yeah, right? Cool. I mean, you were a guest before. One time, yep. But uh, fourth as co-host. Nice. Thanks for joining me once yeah. again. So happy. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about acoustic music and metal why acoustic music can be metal, um, and also Thanksgiving music. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Might be a little bit of a surprise <laughs> yeah. for you, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got a huge fucking list of Thanksgiving music. No, you don't. Yeah, like all these like turkey songs <laughs> and fucking like Pilgrim Rock and shit Yeah, like Pilgrim that. Rock. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, anyway, we are doing this with uh, my very good friend, Nathaniel Larachette all the way from Canada. He'll be joining us in a little bit yes. to talk about acoustic music. Awesome. You may know him from projects such as Muskox, The Night Watch, his solo work, his work with Agaloc. Yep. He's played uh, with us on stage a few times. Um, the man is possibly the best guitarist I know. I think so. I have yeah. not seen him live, but I mean, he's incredible. I know Don Anderson. I know <laughs> Kevin Huffnagel. <laughs> yeah. and I still think yeah, Nathaniel yeah, yeah. is better. Nice. Um, yeah, the guy's a genius. Oh, yeah. Uh, great guy. Very handsome. That's good. Yeah. It's a good note. Canadian. 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 Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Um, I would like to go over a couple of things real quick, though. Okay. I'd like to go over a couple corrections. Oh, wow. Okay, That's so probably something I screwed up. I'm no, sure I said well, some stupid shit. <laughs> something I screwed up and something we both screwed <laughs> okay, up. Okay, damn. Last episode, we were talking about Halloween shit. Yeah. I got at least five messages from people okay. yelling at me oh, for wow. us neglecting typo until mm -hmm. like halfway through the sure, episode. Sure, sure. So I mean, we did mention them. We did. So. I mean, we remembered, but it was a glaring oversight. Yeah, so. right. The other thing is I feel bad about this, but I credited my friend, uh, my late friend, Catherine Ludwig, with writing the lyrics to Biotech is Godzilla. Okay. In fact, she wrote the lyrics for Criminals in Uniform, which is a B-side from Arise. Very good. So, nice. my mistake. How was that connection made? Do you know the story behind that? That would be interesting to know. Why I said that? No, Sepultura and her. Oh, I, I think her and Gloria were close. Oh, okay. Her friend, I mean, Metal Maniacs and that whole thing. Yeah, and, sure. You know. Okay. I don't know the, all the ins and the outs, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. So anyway, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. I've, you know, well, we bu both fucked that up a little bit. Okay. Um, Why are you roping me into it? I don't know if I had anything to do with that. Well, one. I mean the typo part, man. Yeah, right. I mean sure. we both we both fucked <laughs> that actually up. Actually, I'm not a huge typo fan. I mean, I'm so. not that huge either. <laughs> so why, so, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, a lot of people were bummed. They about weren't that important to me because we were older at that time too, and they weren't. Yeah, they weren't hitting as hard. I mean, as, I liked I liked sure. Bloody Kisses, October Rest. Um, it's but cool that the stuff was in the mainstream. Actually, it was good music for being yeah, in the mainstream. Yeah, for sure. Especially October Rest is yeah. pretty dense and yeah. forward thinking in a lot of ways uh -huh. and also kind of regressive in a lot of ways. Too, yeah, for sure. Peter was a little bit controversial. Is he? Yeah. A little problematic. Yeah, well, he had times. opinions. Is that why? He, well, he, yeah, I don't know. He was in Playgirl and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but I wouldn't know if I'd call him like misogynist, but oh. like Carnivore definitely was yeah, in his, sure. uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about him. Yeah, me I mean, either. I have the biography on him right here somewhere that 
Jeff wrote. Put it on your pile here. Read it's, that. It's no, I read it, but I read oh. it years ago. Okay. I know that he made some good music and he died. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's the case for so many uh artists out yeah, there yeah yeah okay let's move on um okay. so i wanted to do a, a quick call out nice. uh not a shout out a call out okay my family and i recently went on a trip to santa fe nice and i know that you went there a little while ago as well yes this year though yes or april may yeah something like that. we were there like a few weeks ago I uh, did a lot of really cool shit. I went into this record store, downtown Santa Fe. Okay. Can't remember the name of it. Nice. Um, but it was really, really small. And they had a metal section that was about as big as, like, three hams, if you are to, like, line them up. Three yeah. hams. The turkey you're doing, the it's like a it's Thanksgiving a You got riff. it, man. Nice you got job, it. Yeah. dude. Like, three hams. Yeah. They had black metal labels and black metal bands I've never heard of in there. Okay. Wow. Like, I had no idea what any of it was. Wow. I crazy. didn't buy anything because, yeah. you know, <laughs> that'd be crazy. <laughs> but I'm just wondering if anybody that listens is from Santa Fe or New Mexico knows about these, like, local labels, these local bands. Do you do any research afterwards to figure out if they were no, local I, or not? I, I wonder. Was, what kind of sorry, scene would that be? Sorry. It said local New Mexico metal on the thing. Oh, wow. So crazy. I would only assume that it's local. Yeah. Um, I should have like taken some photos and researched it or something, but I thought like, hey, like maybe somebody knows about that stuff, that scene. Yeah. I don't know. That would be interesting to hear about. Yeah, so it's a small, relatively small town. Yeah, I mean, relatively how small. How much music could be coming from there? Right, or New besides Mexico like, large, you know. Besides like uh, perimenopausal women putting out like flute music, you know. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I'm sure. Some uh, Andre 3000 shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. dude, nice. Uh, so anyway, if anybody knows anything about that scene, please shoot us an email at hate.pod.music at gmail.com. Yep. Um, I also really quick wanted to bring up a couple of shows that we saw recently. Yeah, we did. We went and saw Suffocation and Incantation dude. last week. Amazing. Dude, Suffocation <laughs> still, still kills it. So good. We've seen them three times in the last like year and a half. Yeah. Each new, time. The new singer, man. New He's singer. got great so energy. Good. and So good. And they're tighter than ever. I oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. what's going on. But no, they're crazy good. Yeah. Um, Incantation's great, obviously, as well. Yep. It was really fun. Yep. It was a cool show. Great show. A few people a there. A lot of people there. Yeah. It was crowded. Yeah. That dude. There's this dude <laughs> in the pit. And he was like, he was yeah. like grasping his chest uh -huh. and like making all these faces. He t to me, he was like, my heart, my heart, my yeah. heart. And it started, I started like worrying for him pretty yeah. big. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I was like, dude, are you okay? And he put his arm around me. He's yeah. like sweating yeah. all yeah, over exactly, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just. I'm 47. I'm too old for this shit. And I was like, dude, I'm 48. What I'm are you 47 about? too. What the yeah. fuck, dude? Everybody here is that age. Yeah, everybody here. <laughs> Those guys on stage are probably twice your age. They're like 92. <laughs> but that guy was kind of a trip. Yeah, and uh, so I was comforting him as well, and he yeah. was talking about that, and he was like, "I got a family, dude. I got a family." <laughs> like I thought he was gonna die, and I was like, "Should right. I call somebody for you?" He's like, "No, I'm good. I'm good." And like fucking. Ten seconds later, dude, he was back in the pit. Uh -huh. Like nothing happened. And then he'd get out and he'd do this and he'd like <laughs> lean on me. He's like, oh man, my heart. I'm like, dude, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. And uh, also we went and saw, excuse me, um, mm, well, not my band, but a band I am in sometimes, F-Space. Nice. That was awesome. I'd never seen that. Where they have a tube of steel with a flame, with flame. bursting through it with yep. a bunch of gas going through it. Yeah, it's a bunch really of, cool. what do you call it, propane. Propane. Um, shooting through this big tube that yeah. Scott plays on and his sticks catch on fire. And, and he's playing like springs, like, like the springs in there. Thick springs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Really cool. 
And yep. they had a female fire dancer as yep. well, which is exciting to watch. Yep. She, I was actually like three feet from her, and she put the thing in her mouth mm-hmm. on fire. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? Do you have a callous tongue? Or? She, she drinks like whatever that liquid is, oh, and then it catches the liquid on fire. It's just like when somebody lights their arm on fire, you know? It's a kind of a, it's a material or a fluid that doesn't put a lot of heat. It, yeah. It, 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 somehow it absorbs the heat. It acts as a barrier yeah, or whatever exactly. somehow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that was really good. It's all tricks. It's all tricks, man. <laughs> it's all tricks. We could all be fire breathers. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we could. I don't want to. <laughs> no, me either. But we could. Okay. Um, moving on again. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm rushing it for some reason. I gotta, yeah. I'm just. Well, excited. we have a guest here. That we do we have need to get to. We have a guest waiting in the green room right now that we <laughs> yeah, have we to do. get to. He's waiting in the green room in uh, <laughs> yeah. up north. In Ottawa, yeah, Ottawa. You're in Ottawa. Yes, he's in Ottawa. Okay. Wow. Uh, anyway, so I'm not trying to rush it, but we do have a few things I want to go over. Okay. Um, as always, check out the earthandsound.org web store for I Hate Music merch, Dolvin merch. Yep. What do you got left? <laughs> I've got <laughs> some records. I nice. think I'm out of shirts. I'm out of Dolvin shirts now. Shirts are gone. Good. I got yeah. I got much records and tapes. I've too. got the records and the tapes. I think I have some CDs too. Okay. Um, but yeah, Moonbladder shit, Snares of Sixes, all sorts of crazy. F-Space stuff is on there too. Nice. Oh, cool. Did uh, you record something with them? or? I did, but it's only on Bandcamp. Oh, nice. But I think they're thinking about maybe recording next year. Not really sure. With you? Yeah. Oh, that'd yeah, be great. Maybe. What kind of we'll merch see. do they have on your site? CDs. Oh, nice. Yep. Okay. Yeah, got some CDs on there. Um, I also have a bunch of old I Hate Music hoodies that are discounted. I can't remember how much they're selling for. I want to nice. say like 10 bucks. Nice. But wow. I've, I've got like 10 left, and I would love to move those out because I'm now accepting pre-orders for the new design, mm-hmm. which is the Napalm Death Scum design. Awesome. Um going to be placing the orders for that probably the next couple of weeks. So if you want to get your size, please order it now. Um, yeah. Also, I want to mention we have a playlist on Spotify. Yeah, we do. Uh, check it out. It's called I Hate Music. Uh, it looks like you've been emptying every couple of weeks or whenever we do a show. Yeah, whenever we do a show, I purge the old stuff. Okay, cool. And then we add new stuff that relates to the show. Yeah, thanks. Um, okay. We updated it this morning and... You put a shit ton on there, and it's then the easiest I did thing too. In the world I did too, man. Like acoustic and metal. We have like thirty-one songs on there right now. I think no it's problem. like over two hours. Could have kept so, going easy. Yeah. So please check that out. Um, lastly, I would like to read a couple of listener emails. Okay. Cool. Nathaniel, you okay? Waiting in the green room there. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> okay. Our virtual green room. Okay. This is from a guy named Tyson, sent from his iPhone. Oh, our Tyson? I don't think so. Different Tyson. Uh, his email says Boston Tilly. That's definitely not our Tyson. No. Okay. Anyway, this guy says, hey, Nick and Jason, it's great to have you guys back doing this whole thing again. I loved in the last episode how you guys talked specifically about shows or tours that you would have seen and two immediately come to mind for me, and it follows, and follow it with a question. The big dream one would be seeing Typo Negative during the October Rust tour, or when they would bring out leaves, branches, and other assorted things related to nature as well as using fake snow during Too Late. I saw that tour. Oh, you did? Cool. Do you remember doing, them doing that? I do remember them mm, doing that. That's yeah. cool. 
The other one that I could immediately think of from watching footage of it so many times is Neurosis during the touring cycle for Through Silver and Blood with Scott and Steve doing percussion alongside Jason Roeder as well as having Noah being fresh in the band and Pete doing visuals. What year I are we thinking? I think also. I probably saw that too. They were opening for so many bands. Yeah, I, I, I feel like <clears throat> I could be wrong, but I want to say it's like late 90s. Yeah, I mean, I saw Mr. Huracan definitely at least once. I saw him at First Ave in Minneapolis at least once. Yeah. And I think it was around that time. They were touring nonstop, it yep. seemed, at that time. Yeah. Uh, okay, <clears throat> and now this needs oh, – sorry, I can't read. And now this needs to my question. Oh, that was his fuck up. Come on, Tyson. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. I'm just going to read what he wrote because. Well, yeah, yeah. And this now this needs to my question because Jason brought up how it would have been crazy to see Pink Floyd at Pompeii, but you would have to be a fly on the wall type of situation. Yeah. So now that leads me to wonder which records would you guys like to have been flies on the wall for during their correct. Oh, During their creation. Yeah, amazing. For me, the easiest answer would be disembowelment recording transcendence into <laughs> wow. the peripheral. Wow, this guy. Yeah. Amazing. Sim simply because we know next to nothing about that record outside of a few scant sources. I love hearing what you guys talk about and your guys' banter is just hilarious. Keep up the good work and I can't wait for the next episode. Wow. Fly on the wall at a studio. Or During maybe a, a dude's uh, four-track player. Yeah, whatever. Too. I mean... Wow. Like, what record would you want to be a fly on the wall? I mean, first Iron Maiden or something. That would be incredible to be, like, yeah. the Soundhouse Studios, wherever they did that. And right. Just, I mean, they were probably there for only an hour, though, you know? It wasn't much yeah. time. They're just, yeah. like, busting these songs out. What about ACDC's Fly on the Wall? <laughs> <laughs> fly on the Wall for that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. How about you? I can't think of any off the, off the hand, mm. you know. Maybe ones that are uh, incorporating some studio magic would be interesting to observe. Yeah, know? I mean, it kind of depends on what I'm looking for. I mean, Disco Volante, of course. Yeah, of course. Classic um, albums. Yeah. Any of the Ramones records. Oh, yeah. About um, that. Incredible. I mean, just my favorite bands. Yeah. Like, The Real Thing. Fuck, man. Or, like, In the Night Side Eclipse. Like, yeah. any of that shit would be amazing. La Masquerade and For Now. Like, yeah. Jesus, yeah, how man. they put that together. Yeah, Wild Honey. I mean, how about like in the 70s seeing Yes or Genesis like compose and put everything oh, yeah. together on a, like, you know, a reel to reel or whatever right. the fuck they were doing back yeah, then? Yeah. Or that like, must have been incredible. Or like see. some of those Beatles. Oh, yeah, know, sure, records, sure, like, sure. Yeah, putting the... in the sounds and the orchestra. And yeah, yeah that would yeah. be cool. That would be really oh, cool. Oh, being an Abbey. Let's just go Abbey to Abbey Road. Road. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just go to Abbey Road. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be great. Okay, let's let's go to Abbey Road. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, ready for the next one? Yeah. We've only it. got two and then we'll move on to our Canadian friend. Okay. This is from I'm gonna mispronounce his name. Kyle Heater. Okay. Hey Jason and Nick. Love the pod and so excited that it's backed. New format is great and makes my day when a new episode drops. Oh thanks, Kyle. Oh, Sweet of nice. him. Had to pause the most recent one when you mentioned Metal from Alaska because it unlocked a random memory from my MySpace times. There was a really small label studio out of Anchorage called Rune Fire Records, and I'd interacted with the owner a little through private messages. He ended up sending me a sampler that's probably still sitting on a spindle somewhere collecting dust. Curiously, only half the bands on the roster were from Alaska. The other half were explicitly from Iowa. Weird. That is weird. Pretty far from Alaska. Yeah. Uh, and then he sends a link to the label and to the sampler. And then he said, here are some bands that were from Alaska. 
Okay, let's hear it. Merkvid, chased through the woods and bound by entrails. Bound by entrails, they moved to Wisconsin, but they're still active. Huh. Anyway, thanks for the show and stoked for the next episode. Cool. Well, that means the biggest one was probably the one we named, 36 Crazy Fists. Like, oh, I yeah, mean, for sure. What else? I would think. I don't know. Man. I don't know. Okay. We should get an Alaskan expert in here. We should. We know one. We do, but does he know that shit? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Let's let's listen to just a real brief snippet of Chased Through the Woods. Okay. Because I like that name. That's a cool name, yeah. It's live. All right. Cool. Yeah. Okay, let's listen. What to year are we talking? I don't know. Okay. Actually, let me go back. Let me see what it says. Yeah, I don't know. Death metal. I don't know. And one of the guys is wearing a white T-shirt. Okay. Let's <laughs> What's your deal, bro? <laughs> well, you can't wear a white T-shirt in death metal bands? No. Yeah. No. You don't like that, do you? No. Uh, unless it's Blood Incantation, because they're doing it to be uh, antagonistic. Okay. Okay. That's a live sample. I don't really want to end on that. Let's let's check out this Merc vid and see. Okay. Nice. Got some dungeon synth vibes. I'm all about the dungeon synth right now. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, I'm, this is the entire record. So I'm just going to skip forward a little bit. Okay. Maybe that's an intro. Oh, yeah, it was. stuff yeah that's pretty cool it's like black metal uh-huh atmospheric yeah kinda interesting yeah. Yeah. yeah i like it yeah good stuff uh thank you kyle what was H. it merkin that was uh merkvid 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 spell it m-i-r-k-v-i-d huh nice i'm pretty sure that there's a few merkvids but okay yeah whatever that's cool. Well, thanks for letting us know about some Alaska stuff. Yeah, that's nice. Stuff. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Um, well, should we welcome our friend Nathaniel? Let's do it. All I'm right. excited about this. Nathaniel, come on out of the green room. Can you <laughs> hey, find your way? Everyone. It's nice to be here. Where are you guys from? <laughs> Can you find your way out of the green room and... Over. I'm here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah. Thanks. You and I were talking a few weeks ago and you had the idea for this topic, I do believe. Right. Uh, I, yeah. I suggested it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. And who would be more perfect? Who, who would be more perfect? I don't know. This is 
Yeah. Um, can you start us off with a joke? Um, put me on the spot here. Yes, I am. What did the magician say before cutting his assistant in two? Nice to meet you. Oh, God. That's pretty good. Good yeah. dad joke there. What did the assistant say after being cut in two? Thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> wow. Because a, a little death metal, death metal joke. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's Perfect. good. That's really good. <laughs> that's you. really good. Well, um, yeah, Nathaniel, thanks for joining us. Uh, this this is going to be really cool, getting your perspective on this. Uh, in my opinion, you are someone who very much focuses on acoustic music within the metal framework, even though you don't play a ton of metal, yeah. it's still, it's like metal adjacent for whatever reason. And that's kind of what I want to get, get to the, like the crux of. That's right. Like these labels like Prophecy and, and there's so much acoustic music that is metal adjacent, but like, why is it metal adjacent? Like, why do those things work so well? Yeah, what makes it that? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the history and like how, and like what about that speaks to you? Um, yeah, I just want to get your, your thoughts on all that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's very interesting. It's, it's hard to explain, but I, I feel like the past kind of 20 years of my life have sort of been dictated by acoustic music, acoustic adjacent metal music in some strange way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's something that even in the early days of Muskox and, and, you know, just, you know, it, it all kind of started with, yeah, just, you know, becoming a metalhead as a kid. And then, you know, for me, it was like the late nineties is really when I started getting really into metal. And then, you know, just hearing these bits and pieces of acoustic music, uh, appearing in metal albums and just thinking like, Oh, that was really cool. Like, why was it only one minute long? You know, yeah, and exactly. obviously, yeah, exactly. you know, obviously discovering the mantle kind of just like blew, blew my mind, you know, wide open. And, um, because there was so much acoustic in there. And then, you know, my, my thought was, I love these like in acoustic interludes. They're, they're like, they're acoustic, but they're dark, but they're only a minute long. Like, what if that was like a full album, you know? And yeah, that was kind of part of the original sort of like exploration for me of just like trying to do this kind of like long form acoustic music that had that, those kind of more dark, I guess, minor sounding chords. And um, yeah. And then eventually I discovered some of the prophecy bands um, and, and, and kind of this scene that kind of still doesn't quite have a name you know i thought it was neo-folk at one point but then when i researched it that was kind of a separate thing yeah and then as people call it nature folk or dark folk or, or whatever and and i think that that's kind of actually helped it as a genre because it's always been this weird kind of fringe thing but um yeah and and, and it's also funny because you know as a teenage agalog fan like i never imagined that like learning acoustic music would be the like Mar super Mario warp tunnel to like collaborate, <laughs> yeah, collaborating with one of my favorite bands. Like if any, if I ever told somebody back then, like this is my favorite metal band, I, I wish I could collaborate with them. They'd probably say play metal, but somehow by doing acoustic music, I ended up, you know, just in this, on this journey. And I think the fact that it was kind of niche, I think helped it sort of, I don't know, kind of be a little bit different or something, even like doing like opening for you guys way back in like 2011, you know, just doing a solo acoustic set. And, but that was perfect because, you know, those fans, you know, they appreciate, they understood the the connection with those things. Right. Um, and I think also, also, you know, at a metal show, sometimes like having six metal bands is like a bit much and it's a lot. throwing an acoustic intro, you know, 
But I mean, well, yeah, Agalock, for, Agalock were always good about having bands that were obscure or not even not even metal. A lot of times, uh, open up for yeah, them, and that's I what think we tried that to do. Yeah. it kind of opened up that world to a lot of the metal bands for sure that were there for, you know, they were surprised to see these kind of bands. So I know I was. Yeah, yeah, I like to see something different than the <clears> band I'm, like the than the headliner band. You know, I want to see a variety of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So like when you when you would open for us, like that was perfect makes a lot of sense you know yep but in terms of like where this kind of comes from i mean you know bringing up this topic is it's something that i'm passionate about and that i've always sort of talked about in interviews just like why is how is acoustic metal when it isn't really but it kind of is and why do metalheads like acoustic music and you know yeah i'm not even really sure like where where we should even begin begin with this like i can talk about maybe some bits like some sort of like breadcrumbs that i found along the way like some obvious ones that sort of like set me off on the journey you know like some obvious ones would be like you know for me whenever people talk about like oh acoustic and metal how is it metal i always tell them to listen to battery by metallica yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. that intro it's like you listen to that intro and it's it's just like nylon string guitars and it's an amazing riff but it's kind of dark and then they play it verbatim just heavy and you're it's Mm -hmm. almost like the heaviness was always there it was just kind of like hinting at it and then it's kind of like the the you know the oncoming storm in a way and I think that's probably where a lot of the acoustic element came into metal because it created that sort of juxtaposition, right? Like, you know, and sticking with Metallica, right? Like fight fire with fire, you know, like yeah. when you listen to that intro, yeah. it, it almost sounds like a medieval, like bard, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sort of like sets you in this, it sets you in this mood. And then it sort of like, it, I think that's, that's something that, that you experience is, it, it it gives you that sort of palate cleanse to make the heaviness heavier because if it's heavy all the time, it, you know what I mean? You need a bit of that dynamic to be reminded of like, to get that sort of like impact, you know? Yep. And I think that in the early days, not even in the early days, but in the history of metal, that's been, that's been utilized a lot. To, oh yeah. I mean, Black Sabbath. Kind of, yeah. Black Sabbath was doing yeah. it. They did Orchid and that was in between, you know, Lord of this world and like, you know, another really heavy song. So it's really cool that they did that in the seventies too. Yeah. I think like, at rainbow and bands like that were doing it as well yeah yeah for sure like it's funny actually because i was thinking about it today in the context like of emotional because there's something about an acoustic guitar that's like very solitary you know and Mm -hmm. there and there's kind of like there's like uh there's a different there's a heaviness that comes with solitude and as we've learned you know like being alone and 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 it's like i feel like metal Metal, we sometimes associate with like, oh, it's like you're you're angry or like, you know, but I, I feel like anger and sadness are kind of like one and the, they're kind of like two sides of the same coin. And it's almost like there's this like solitude and kind of sadness and like just a lonely acoustic guitar that is that can be just as heavy as like expressions of anger, you know? Yeah. So to me, that's sort of something I was thinking of conceptually, just like how metal, a lot of like angry metal might actually be rooted in sadness. Like you might be writing a song about war and how you're pissed off about it but like you're also really sad about it too you know and i don't think we talk much about sadness in metal it's usually like kind of anger in metal but i just that's kind of what i was thinking with the acoustic where it's sort of like you know for some reason for me too when i started playing acoustic guitars like i don't know if it was because i grew up in in like a rural place with a lot of nature but like just that sound of the acoustic it's it's a very kind of woodsy sort of feel and 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 to me that that sort of like I don't know, for some reason, the forests and that kind of natural thing plays a lot in metal, you know, whether it's like black metal or like, 
this sort of yeah the, that kind of environmental you know thing and so you know like you were talking about the early emperor and you know like the vast forests and all these kinds of things like there's something very like intense about like you know a blizzard in a forest or something like a like a force of nature but then like just the the weight of just the like solitude and the weight of just kind of like being alone in the woods which is kind of what an acoustic guitar kind of summons i i feel like yeah kvelzanger yeah 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 100 like to me that's that is yeah Ulvers Kvelzanger is like that was that was a game changer for me and Hell yeah. i can't think of another if there's another example before that, I'd love to hear it maybe from the listeners, but like of a metal band doing a purely acoustic album. Full acoustic. Yeah. No I don't think it, ha- I think it that really that happens. one, that one is the, that's kind of like that pretty much birthed the entire like dark folk genre. Yeah. yeah it did. That, that was on my list here of things to talk about. That was one of the top ones. Like if you could identify yeah. like the first record, the um, strictly metal band making mm-hmm. an all acoustic record, the earliest one I can think of is Kveldsanger. Yeah. Yeah. Like Opeth were doing some acoustic stuff on sure. Orchid, which was, which was predates that a little bit, but that wasn't, but in terms of like a fully, yeah. fully real life. Yeah. And like, also, you know, yeah. That one. And then um, later on, uh, Green Carnation's Acoustic Verses. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. So good. yeah. Yeah. That's a great one as well. That um, was, and obviously the White EP, you know? Yep. 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 The White EP. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But like, uh, I think it was, you know, Kveldsanger definitely, like, in my opinion, um, kind of, like, spawned that whole thing. But I feel like Green Carnation's acoustic verses almost kind of, like, solidified it. And mm-hmm. then after that, I felt like it. I just started seeing that type of thing more and more, like, more and more people or bands doing these acoustic records. Um, and then I felt like after that, it, like, all these dark folk or whatever you want to call it, bands mm-hmm. were popping up after that, too. Um yeah, yeah, because I kind of feel like there was, you know, Kveldsanger, which was, I think, like, 96, and then there was, like, the Imperium acoustic record, yep. uh, yeah. where at night the Woodgrass plays, which is, yep. 90, which is, like, 99, and even when I was talking to Marcus from Imperium at Prophecy Fest, he was saying, like, oh, yeah, we were just, we were just copying Hovard and, and, and right. you know, and, yeah. and over, right, and even when uh and it's the same when i was talking to the guys from tenhe which is a band that i i absolutely love oh, I and i want about tenhe yeah when yeah. it comes and what's mm. funny is like they were never a metal band but they came from metal originally and so they're to me like they're they're my like uh whatever like just top of the top when it comes to acoustic like acoustic dark acoustic bands yeah no one really does it like them they sort of like i feel took Sanger and then kind of just like made an entire kind of career out of it in their own kind of way yeah. Um, but so it, it, it's almost felt like, I kind of feel like Muscox was almost kind of like second wave in, in a sense. Like mm-hmm. it was like, we were all, cause I started with Muscox, you know, this was like mid 2000. So I guess like about 10 years after Kveldsanger. And then, then there was bands like, there's one called like Valley coming out of Norway and then Nest who you guys Nest. collaborated with. Yep. Yeah. And that was also a, a like your collaboration with Nest also kind of led me towards that as well like okay what what is this like foresty acoustic music that's kind of dark like um yeah it's very yeah it's very interesting but that's still very fringe it's still kind of a very fringe genre and even with even with the music that i make like with muskox like the first muskox record i would say kind of fits in that that was pure like imperium and tenhe and over worship you know and then then it sort of went into a whole other direction where we don't i haven't really made like 
I guess maybe my most recent one, like old growth is maybe like, yeah, actually with old growth, that's, that was me kind of trying to do like a solo dark folk record. Cause that's another thing you don't really see so much in dark folk. It's a lot of layered stuff, um, which like makes me want to shout out nucleus torn. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I've no. heard of them, but I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they did a, they did a record in 2004, but I think it was written in the mid nineties. Um, it's a, called I, i'm not i'm going to pronounce it poorly it's like krahen konigin or something and it's it's a four song just solo guitar kind of nature folk ep that's that's really amazing um and so that's the only that was the only example of like kind of nature folk solo guitar music that i had ever experienced and sort of like inspired a lot of my stuff later on um did you were you inspired by any classical uh you know guitarists or Segovia or something like that. I mean, it seems like your yeah. influences are come from other places as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I studied classical guitar for a year. Oh, nice. Um, so I learned some like, I, I never listened to that much classical guitar music, but I learned, I learned some like different repertoire from like, you know, romantic stuff and like some Brazilian stuff like Villa Lobos, who's got a lot of amazing stuff. Wow. Um, but then I, then after about a year of studying it kind of more traditionally, I decided I wanted to kind of just make my own path. I didn't want to like study it strictly and I admire people that do that because it's a really difficult instrument to master. Yeah. But I, for me, it was more about like learning the technique and, and discovering mm -hmm. the sound. But then, you know, the reason I got into music was just because I love records. And so to me, like making my own record would be the coolest thing ever. So, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like I think that that, that kind of led me in that, in that way. So in terms of like traditional classical guitarists, like there's one, he's not like, he's more recent, but his name's Dusan Bogdanovich. And he uh, he's got some crazy like almost like prog like fusion like classical like technical polyrhythmic stuff that's really great. Wow! So I remember learning one of his pieces and that kind of set me off. But um, yeah, but really like the for for me the the big turning point was when I got my first acoustic guitar and then I started learning um, some like power metal ballads like yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, some Blind Guardian and like Blind some Guardian. Camel. Nice. Yeah, some Camelot. And then, um, but yeah, obviously, like, I have to talk about Opeth, because like, yeah. Opeth was the real kind of gateway for me, like, because Michael Okerfeld's technique was, he, he sort of like leveled it up in a way that you, I don't think many people have even caught up to in terms of like, acoustic technique, yeah. in a metal lens, Yeah, you know, um, like really fully fledged kind of finger style, kind of like really intricate things and once i started learning opeth stuff that sort of like set me off in that that that's kind of like the blueprint of of a lot of what i've done well it seems like, like you know. you're still pushing the boundaries too you're trying new things with the cello and muskox and i don't know you're still inspired by the acoustic instrument it seems yeah it's it's weird it, it, i think you know that's music like you kind of find a thing that works for you right like i'm sure jason like you found the bass and you're like this is yeah like yep. it's like it's like to me music is like a big house with like an infinite amount of doors and like you, it's like finding the one with your name on it you know like and that that might be just being a producing beats or like being a singer or like being a engineer like because in my family like my older brother he's a he's a hip-hop producer and a dj and then my younger brother runs a recording studio so we all wow. and we all grew up playing violin together and we all sort of like branched off and then found our own paths within it like i went into more like composing and like producing records and you know, like, and then my little brother, he's just like a genius when it comes to like mixing and engineering and producing and he's played in bands, but you know, he was never like drawn to like, oh, I need to make my own thing. You know, he's like 
a master of bringing other people's visions to life and yeah. and he's worked on like most of my records as well like um but yeah but that, that is to say like for me when i first got my guitar i was playing electric and you know it's like i was like i love metal i got an electric guitar and i was like i can't play metal <laughs> <laughs> it's so difficult like yeah. what am i what am i supposed to do here you know and uh and actually one of the this kind of ties back to the acoustic thing but one of the first riffs that i ever learned was children of the damned by iron maiden nice. just the intro which yeah. is an acoustic intro yeah um and so for the first two years of guitar i was kind of like eh, i don't really like know what i'm doing with it and then when i got my first acoustic and started finger picking something just clicked wow. it's like my brain the way like i don't know physically and mentally like my brain just like it's like oh this works for me you know yeah and so then I just kind of hit the ground running and just kind of kept kept going with that. And I'm still like, I, even though it's been as long as it's been, like in all the records I've made, I'm still just like, ah, oh, like I'm just starting. Like I feel like I still haven't like really, you know, but I guess we all feel like that. There's always more to, more to do. If you um, felt any other way, then you'd get yeah, complacent. Yeah. And yeah. Why, why keep doing it if you, yeah, if yeah. you're at 100%, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, a, I'm and, at like, Ten percent is my sweet spot, where I'm like, I can barely fumble my way through anything. Yeah. So I'm always yeah. striving to be better. Good. Yeah, and that's actually a quote that I heard that I really liked, which was a Danny Elfman quote, where he was being interviewed uh, on on it was like the Canadian public radio, and the the interviewer was like, "Oh, you're so great. Do you ever think about all the influence that you've had on all these people?" And then Danny Elfman was like. He's like, I don't like to think of myself as great at anything. I'm just trying all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You hear about like, like lots of musicians and people, the artists, I guess they don't really look at the past and what they've done. They're just pushing forward all the time. Yeah. 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 Let's um, not to interrupt you, Nathaniel. I want to, I want to shift gears a little bit though and talk about Dolvin. Cause this is obviously plays into the subject greatly for sure but i think i think the creation of dolvin and kind of like how that came to be mm-hmm. not only is appropriate but also interesting and yeah. i think unique i mean i don't know how people come to this you know doing like acoustic music yeah. but um i think i think the story of how you started dolvin is pretty singular so if you wouldn't mind, you want to, you want to, well, what's your story? What's, is it going to be different than mine? <laughs> I mean, maybe it's, it was a while ago. Um, how about I start it off and you can, sure, sure, you can interject. Sure. All right. But what if you're wrong completely? Then, then correct me. <laughs> I will. I will. Or, or write to me later. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write an email to you. <laughs> and then I can do it in the corrections in the next episode. Uh, no, but you wrote the first Dolvin record you wrote on acoustic guitar yeah. in Germany. That's right. You're living in Germany at the time. And I had no access to. Right. And you wrote it on the acoustic guitar purely because that's all you had with you. That's right. Yeah. Thinking, oh, I'll metalize this at some point. You're going to make a, a doom metal record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like tip- not a typical doom metal, but like a, but yeah. an electric guitar-based yeah. doom metal record. Yeah. Come back to the States. Yeah. We're talking it over, and you're like, hey, I want to make this record. I'm like, dude, I'd love to help you. I'll play bass. Mm-hmm. Let me find you a drummer. We got Tim Call from Wonderful Congregation. Yeah, amazing. Um, we got... Uh, yeah, we were just like we were working on the record together, and then mm-hmm. I think we just kind of like decided like, hey, because you were so used to hearing the songs, yeah, exactly, acoustic. I think I was like, maybe these are meant to be acoustic, but let's still keep the drums, let's still keep the bass, yep. you know. That's right. Um, 
that was it basically i think it was sounding as heavy as it would have if i distorted that guitar right you know and so very much like what nathaniel was talking about with battery yeah, like you're exactly. playing these riffs that you actually intended to be electric. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And there's the only electric guitar on those records are Don Solos, That's right? That's right. Just that first song where Don Solos, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. But everything else is you on, on acoustic. Mm -hmm. it, it's an electric bass, you know, but yeah, still but acoustic guitars. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's maybe we'll do a Bob Dylan kind of thing where we'll put the electric album out at some point. That's right. You know, yeah. To gain some publicity. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that's kind but of yeah. unique. I think... I mean, I enjoy writing on the acoustic. I think it's uh, it's vulnerable. It's a vulnerable. It's vulnerable. very vulnerable. It's like you yeah. you cannot fuck up. You know, right. you have to, It's really hard. But to That's get what's so great about it. But I like that part. Yeah. yeah, it's very vulnerable. Vulnerable. <laughs> it's really delicate. You can't hide behind distortion. No, you usually right. can't hide behind speed. That's right. And uh, lyrically, I was trying to kind of put myself out there. Well, you're being very that, vulnerable. That's too. right. And I think the acoustic guitar it fits lends that to it completely. Yeah. Um, but. I just think the way that came about where your intent was this, yeah, but exactly, then you're kind of yeah. like, wait, like just like, use what you have, you know, like I already this did this, yeah, this way. Yeah, why, yeah. why would I change it yeah. now? I still kind of live my, a lot of my musical life that way. It's like, I, I have a certain amount of gear. I'm going to use it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to search for the best gear. I'm not going to get, right. it's like, so whatever I have, I can, we can write an album with like, you know, some spoons if you, that's yeah, all you have. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel, are you familiar with Dolvin? Uh, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also I think it's interesting too, is sometimes like the acoustic, it leaves, it can, it, it doesn't take as much sonic real estate as, yeah. uh, as the electric. So it actually can make things sound bigger because now there's more space for the bass and the drums. And yes. sometimes it actually can, can just make things sound bigger, you know, yeah, than, that's cool. than piles of distortion, which sort of like compresses everything and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fighting for space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, before I move on, uh, Nathaniel, you gave Nick and I a song to listen to. Um, I did. I would like to play that now. Um, why did you pick this song? Uh, so I racked my brain, but this song, do I say what it is before you play yep, it? Or? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I picked the song uh, Benighted by Opeth from uh, their fourth record, Still Life. Um, and this song, it kind of harkens to what I said before. Um, you know, there's a lot of songs that I was I made lists of like, oh, this has a great little intro or like, oh, this one's a little interlude. But this one for me is, uh, is special for many reasons. It's one that when I learned early on, it sort of like really pushed my technique and it helped me kind of understand songwriting. Um, and it really shows. And he hasn't I feel like Opeth hasn't re haven't really done another song like this since um, in terms of just like the finger style technique that he has just the the riffs and being able to sing over that and everything. Uh, it's just a very intricate song. You know, he's not just kind of plucking individual notes and leaving a lot of space. Like he's really exploring the guitar and exploring the technique. Um, this record also, to me, I think a lot of Opeth heads kind of like um, revere this record. This was the first record that they did with the kind of like classic lineup uh, with, um, yeah, Peter Lindgren and, and Martin Lopez and Martin Mendez. And one of like the kind of, secrets to Opeth that people don't always talk about is that like it was kind of like this Swedish like death metal head who loved Prague but with like a South American rhythm section nice. um that was kind of like the almost like a secret kind of piece to the equation and this was the first record where they all played together um and yeah just there's something really kind of singular about this song I, I can't think of another example of a 
of a piece that's this kind of bare, but this sort of like intricate in the acoustic realms of metal. Um, so yeah, this one is a, is a special one, I think. Awesome. Let's listen to it. Here we go.
That was beautiful. Amazing. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That was great. Um, I've heard that song before, but it's been many, many, many years. You have some Opeth opinions, which I don't agree with. Opeth are great. I d- actually, okay, let me let me explain the situation. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't really have Opeth opinions. Okay. Well. It's just, it's one of those things that's been blown out of proportion. <laughs> and... <laughs> By who? What do you by, mean? By me. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, just by everybody. I mean, I like to play it up a little bit, but I, I love the first few Opeth records. I, just, I mean, Morning I, Rise is fucking... Yeah, I, I stopped following them after Blackwater Park, I want to say. Is that the fifth one, Nathaniel? Yeah, that came after Still Life. Yep. Nice. So I, I stopped following them after Blackwater. Um no, I love, I mean, Orchid and Morning Rise. I love, I love uh, moments of still life in Blackwater. It just became a thing where it was like this competition, not competition. People were just always Bringing going like, up. oh, yeah, yeah. Aglock's so influenced by Opeth. Yeah. And in fact, like it wasn't at all. And then it just became like this thing. And Mikhail said a couple of shitty things about Aglock. And John's been very vocal about not liking Aglock at all, even yeah. though Don and I really do to a certain point. So I just like to play it up a little bit. Nice. It's all in good fun. I really do um, like, I love the first two. Yep. Like a lot the second two. After yep. that, I just fell off. Yeah, I kind of did as well. But uh, <sighs> yeah, when Morning Rise and Orchid, when those were first okay. out, I listened to them to death. Yeah. I mean, actually so much now when I try to revisit it, I have a hard time listening to it because I've just heard them so many times. I was going to play, I didn't know he was going to play an Opeth, but to bid you farewell off of uh, yeah. Morning Rise. Yep. Jesus, dude. Yeah, I was going to, uh, yeah, that was on the list, to bid you farewell, but that one has heavy parts, yeah, so exactly. I wanted to <laughs> avoid any electric yeah. stuff. Another that's, little caveat with, with Benighted that's interesting is um, I credit Opeth for getting me into 70s prog. They were kind of my gateway because he was really influenced by 70s prog, which I didn't really know much about when I was a teenager. Um, and uh, and so Benighted, actually, the opening riff references uh, a, a riff from the band Camel, nice. okay. um, mm-hmm. which is a British prog band. Uh, and from the first record, it's a song called uh, Never Let Go. And uh, and so I remember he's talked a lot about how much he likes Camel. And so yeah. I got into the early Camel stuff, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, so... This song kind of, you know, for me, at least like learning it as actually, you know what I did when I, I remember when I was in university in residence, uh, I had just like a little setup and I ended up I found a tab for this song and I recorded it <laughs> like I did my own like version of it, like, like part by part, you know, just wow. just to kind of figure out like, how did he do this, you know, and um, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. And so the, and this also kind of led me into like 70s Prague. Um, so I credit I credit Opeth uh, with, with a lot of that uh, as well. And yeah, there's just something about, yeah, that song itself, it's, because what's funny is when I first heard Opeth, it was on this campus radio station and they played a song from Still Life that had no death vocals. It was just more like a clean song. And uh, and then I went to to HMB and it was like progressive death metal masterpiece. And I was like, yeah. this isn't metal. I, I heard this, you know, but I only knew one song from it. Um, and I remember just listening to Still Life and and this was as I was when I was still like into power metal and I wasn't really into harsh vocals. And I remember listening to it and it was kind of dissonant and weird, but I liked the acoustic parts. And I was like, I don't know if I like this, but I just kept listening to it. And then it sort of just like got under my skin. Um, and yeah. And so, yeah, that that song in particular is is because also, you know, there's not it's not like layers of acoustic and layers of things. Like it's literally just like pretty much one acoustic guitar, maybe double tracked. Yeah. And then there's like the little blues solo. But it, it really stands on its own, like just how full and and, and intricate it is. Um, and I think that, yeah, that's not 
I think that that's something that a lot of metal bands haven't really caught up with in terms of like the fingerstyle technique. And the, and to me, that just once I heard that, I was like, how does he do this? What what is this? You know? And I wanted to learn this. And I always thought I would learn acoustic as my foundation to metal, but I ended up just like going full in. And I have done metal stuff with the Nightwatch and and incorporated acoustic stuff, but there's something for me also in the acoustic fingerstyle. I feel like, I don't know, I I found kind of my own identity with that. Mm -hmm. And people, people will say like, Oh, I heard a thing and it sounds like you. And to me, that's a great compliment. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like, even if it's just a couple notes, like it's neat that I've sort of like carved out a little, my own kind of little world in guitar music, even if it's just small, you know, it was never my intention, but it's just, it's just kind of, I've, I've followed this thread and then it's just kind of keeps, keeps going. You know? I wanted to ask you um, about technique with acoustic music. Cause you're talking about Mikhail Ackerfeld and his finger style and all that. But we're also talking about Kvaldsanger, which is mm-hmm. very rudimentary technique wise. Um, in your opinion, does the lack of technique, does that sometimes bum you out or does that sometimes like add no. to the atmosphere or like how, yeah, how, does, actually, how does that affect you? Yeah. And actually like, I, I think Kvaldsanger is actually not a great example to talk about back technique because some of that stuff is actually like, it seems simple on the surface, but like the opening song, like it, I've learned that song and like, it's actually a bit tricky, but th- what's it, it's very interesting. You mentioned that because this is something that, this is kind of like the secret of acoustic music is like a slowly plucked acoustic guitar always sounds good. It's yeah. like, it almost feels like you're cheating. You're like, am yeah. I allowed to do this? Like why it's, it's so, it, but it's like, it, that's the beauty of it. So for me, that's something that I think that like, yeah, there's something, there is something sort of pure and like, even if it, that, that's kind of why I like the acoustic interludes because a lot of these guys weren't necessarily acoustic players, That's right. but like there is something right. kind of, I don't know, like to me, like if, if acoustic doesn't have to be like shredded, it can just be like, you know, the, you don't need, you don't need crazy yeah. techniques to sound good on an acoustic. Like, yeah, it's almost like sure. sometimes they came up with these interludes, like uh, alone in the middle of the night, drunk or something. Yeah. You, know, you can kind of tell. Yeah. It's like just, there's, there's a huge difference between like what we listen to and like a Richard Brunel. On yeah, Blessed exactly. The Sick. Yeah. Or, and like, I, I use Kvelzinger as a, as an example, because I feel like a lot of it to me sounds like a lot of it's double tracked to make it sound like it's one player. Right, right. Um, I'm not sure if that's the case or not, but it, it definitely sounds like, oh, here's... They definitely, they definitely put melodies over top of it and stuff. Like, it's a bit more fully orchestrated. Yeah. But I think yeah. you know what I'm getting at. Like, it's not... They're not they're not players like Richard Brunel or like Mikhail Ackerfeld. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, um, this is actually a good time to mention, like, Hovar, the guitarist from yeah. Feldsanger, like, he released a new acoustic album. Yes. Oh, really? A few years ago, that's phenomenal. Like, wow. and, and it's... It's it's incredible, and I highly recommend anyone. Yeah, maybe we could throw it in the playlist, but it's yeah. just under his own name, Hovard, and um, and it's yeah, it's it's really amazing. Um, I actually met him in Norway uh, last year, which was like kind of a dream. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, but I... uh, yeah, but no, but like like you said, and I think even like the nature folk thing, that whole scene, like a lot of it, that's actually what drew me to it was I was learning acoustic guitar and I couldn't play that well. And then I heard Feltzanger and it's not to say like they didn't play well, but right. I heard these things. And I was like, I think I understand this. I think I can do this. I think right. it's what kind of drew people to the Ramones. It's like, you hear that and you're I like, I was just going to say Ramones. Yeah. And then yeah. it sort of like births a whole generation of guitar players, which to me, I think that there's something to that where you can, 
rather than being like, I could never do that. What's the point? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's, I love music that is like that. That makes me feel like I can't play for shit. That's fun, you know, cause it's like, <laughs> I like CD, but there's also something about like, oh, like I could, I think I can do that. Especially when you're learning, you know, which it's kind of what I did with old growth. Like I wanted a really sick book of guitar music so people could like, at least, I think it's like a little more difficult than beginner, but you could at least like learn some of it, you know, or try it out and see if like, yeah, if you like that kind you know was that a challenge for you to put together i imagine that was probably a lot of work for you it's funny because for us for as like straightforward of an album as it is it it took a really long time for it to all come together like i I published it with this guy in norway martin romberg who's like a real classical composer like composes for orchestras and everything and he actually i discovered him he has a thing called raven music publishing and he published a a score for kvaltsanger oh nice and so that's how i kind of discovered that and then I was like, I listened to it. I was like, and I was always thinking about this sort of like minimalist solo, almost like a book of dark folk etudes, so to speak. And so I reached out to him and I said, okay, you kind of understand this. Maybe you'd want to publish this. And so we worked on it for, it took a really, really long time, but um, yeah, yeah. But you know, it all, cool. it all kind of together. So yeah, it's cool. You did that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I think it's really important to have like to tab things out and, this is something I've talked to you about, Jason, is like getting some yeah. official Megalock tabs done because I'd love to do I that. I think people would really people would really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah they would. Yeah, no, I would appreciate it too because sometimes it's like, oh shit, your own song. Yeah, yeah we're we're gonna play this song. We haven't played it in five years, and I w- I'll look it up on YouTube and I'll see some kid like, yeah. oh, this is how you do falling snow, and I'm like, actually, that's wrong. But like, yeah, don't learn from that. Oh, that okay, that reminds me. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah, got it now. Um. I I wanted to bring up something else, too. When Nick and I were assembling this playlist, uh, something interesting happened. Uh, Obviously, clean tone guitar and acoustic guitar are two different things. But I think for um, the effect, sometimes it's not so different. Uh, How do you feel, Nathaniel, about clean tone parts? And would you put that in, like, the same category? Like, for... It's definitely, like... Yeah, they're definitely related. Yeah. But I think when I was looking at my list, I was like doesn't count like there's certain songs i was like oh the intro to hallowed be thy name I was like no clean guitar no it doesn't count yeah exactly um, i was even like no, dif- sure. yeah it was, i was having a hard time differentiating in it sometimes like i associated yeah, yeah. a lot of that with the, what i thought in my head was acoustic but actually wasn't it's like imagine the mantle <laughs> when all the acoustic guitars were clean guitars it's like it wouldn't be the same you yeah. know no but it but i think it's easy to if you're not like analyzing it to just be like oh that's not a distorted guitar and sometimes yeah. it is kind of uh, sometimes it is kind of hard to identify depending on how it's played and how it's tracked. Totally. There was yeah, something, Nick, that you put on the playlist, and I can't remember what it was, but Damn I was it. listening to it in the car, and I'm like, I think that's acoustic, but it was so washed in reverb and stuff that I was like, I'm oh, not wow. really yeah. sure. Damn it. Sometimes tracking like a steel string with a clean guitar underneath it. Yeah. With like a lot of reverb, you get that immediacy of the steel string, but then yeah. like you get this kind of wideness of the like delayed clean or yeah. the reverb. Yeah, so Agalock would be... do all sorts of shit like that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, but to me, they're both great and they both have their place. Like again, with Agalock, like there's certain parts where it's like, had you done that with an acoustic guitar, it wouldn't have been the same. Like you right. needed that kind of delay walk because that just has a different flavor. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I think of sound in terms of like food, right? And so like, but then. But yeah, for me, at least when I was thinking about these kinds of things, um, I was thinking, I wasn't thinking clean guitar. I was thinking like acoustic steel mm-hmm. or nylon string stuff. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, a few that comes to mind that I haven't kind of mentioned would be like one of the big ones for me was Acoustic Medley by In Flames. Um, this was off of uh, I don't know that one. The Jester Race. Nice. That one's a cool example because it's three different riffs from their metal songs put into like this acoustic medley. I guess that's cool. Um, that one was an, also one that I like. I ended up like covering, like tracking on my own as a, when I was learning, just to kind of figure out how it worked, sort of like re reverse engineering it in a way. Um, and then at the gates into the dead sky from uh, Slaughter of the Soul. Yep. Nice. Yep. That one has some electric near the end, but um, and then the the one that I was balancing between that I ended up going with Benighted, but like Death Voice of the Soul to me is one of the, uh, <laughs> I yeah. think I was going to play that probably. That one's already but... on the list here. Yeah, but... so yeah. amazing, Jesus. Yeah. But that that's the juxtaposition between the you know the 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 soulful uh, electric over the top of that uh, the his mm -hmm. riffs. So it's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to bring up something else because I think that we totally overlooked one very important record. It was a really important record to me when I was, fuck, 10? Okay. 12? Bob Seger? No. Uh, Night Moves? And this is actually the first record that I know of that's all acoustic from, I wouldn't necessarily call them metal, but in the in the day, people called them metal. Huh. Uh Five Man Acoustical Jam by Tesla. Oh, Tesla. That's right. They put out that whole album. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's right. a full... That, I'm not familiar. That's a full record? It's a full record. Full okay. record of metal or their like acoustic versions of their... I mean, they're not metal, yeah, but right. in yeah, the yeah. 80s, people might have called them metal, maybe. Signs was on that. That was Signs. a hit. They did so some cover. Yeah, that was a that cover. That was a cover, too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was an entire record of acoustic music when they weren't known for acoustic music. Yeah. That was... Uh, let's see. I was looking it up. That was done. Oh shit! Ninety? Really? I wouldn't have okay. guessed that. Yeah, that was popular. Okay. Well, anyway, nineteen really nineteen ninety. Well, what about more than words, dude? Extreme. Extreme. <laughs> that was crazy popular. Yeah. I yeah. think also nothing else matters by Metallica. Yeah, that was sort sure. of. Yeah, sure. But this you was know, like that, an entire record of acoustic yeah, music. Like, yeah. Back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I. God, that shocks me. It's ninety. If I had to guess, I would have said like eighty-five or something. But now I'm kind of. That's one that you were listening to as a kid. Now you were fifteen, and that puts you. I at was a... fifteen then. <laughs> I was also listening to nineteen ninety. I was listening to death metal. Too. What? That can't be right. What? All right. I mean, it, it must be right. It's the internet. It's right. It's gotta be right. Yeah, I've been listening to that in forever. But I was really into that record for some reason. Nice. Yeah, 1990, using acoustic guitars instead of the electric guitars for which hard rock, heavy metal bands, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We're well known for, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't recommend you check it out, Nathaniel. You don't need you to. You wouldn't? No, don't <laughs> don't worry about it. You might change your whole career to your, your career <laughs> trajectory <laughs> might change. Yeah, it's fine. You don't <laughs> you don't need to check it out. Um, Nick Woos, did you have an acoustic song that you want oh to yeah for sure i got lots uh i i kind of wanted to uh, kind of just the little tidbits maybe we could play a couple of them yeah, yeah the, we can do little snippets. that unleashed one um, oh yeah that's this a, the that's... Op greatest opening to like a death metal album i this, think so this is great because in my opinion um this is kind of an example like again i'm not i'm not trying to shit talk kvelzanger i'm just saying there's a difference between that and like a desolate way is richard brunel yeah this is for me, more on the Kveldsanger. Like, yeah, that's like a metal is, guitarist who's just twiddling around. Yeah, but it's still really good. Still really it's great. still really effective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really catchy. Nathaniel, are you familiar with this record? 
Uh, we're not left well. We're not. We're not left well. No, I'm not. By unleashed. Okay, you should check this out. Throw away that Tesla CD yeah, that yeah. you just ordered, and yeah, we're no left. It's only a one minute unleashed. long. Just the very beginning of it. But. Yeah. Here we go. so cool it's a great record great record uh, i love that obviously i love desperate cry uh, of course and yeah. um i saw that you put d on there that's pretty incredible yeah uh, randy rhodes yep just classic randy rhodes yeah. Aussie song i think that that was kind of odd you know he was trained obviously in some realm beyond just hard rock yeah and yeah. he d- for whatever reason it's like uh anesthesia pulling teeth or something they decided to put that on the album yeah they didn't need to no they didn't need to and it's really cool they did yeah it's incredible so i don't know yeah i mean anesthesia is that's a weird yeah it doesn't fit the whole album yeah i mean it's an amazing track (laughs) of course obviously of course but But it was kind of a weird move yeah like like was this guy so good at bass that we're just gonna put a solo thing on here i mean you know? he is obviously but but, al- but also yeah. like it's it's kind of a strange move to do yeah, like totally. let's just put a bass solo and I, th- I don't know i associate that with d a little bit i think you know maybe yeah, that's, that's a little true. different that's but. true yeah uh did you have another little snippet you wanted to yeah play? put on desperate cry just the very beginning okay desperate cry by a little band called sepultura yep I wish they put the whole album out like the very beginning of this song. You know, that's always my dream. Is to oh, yeah. The whole album and stuff. That's enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just that. I mean, it's, 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 it's so really effective. Yeah. But it's <laughs> kind of it's kind of the same thing I was saying. Like, it's just some metal dude that's yep. just, yep. but it evokes so much. Well, what about To Live to Die? That wasn't just some metal dude. I mean, that's an impressive riff. I mean, Kirk Hammett maybe had been. Right. If he wrote it, I'm not sure. It could have been Hatfield, but. Yeah, I'm not sure. Pretty amazing. The intro To Live is to Die? Yeah. 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 The intro and the outro, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Let's Let's listen. Yeah, real quick.
that's such a great little snippet. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, um, Nathaniel, I wanted to actually, that brings me to my next point perfectly. I wanted to talk about acoustic music, uh, that is simply purely acoustic guitars versus like what we just heard, like with some drums in the background or like, I'm sure you're familiar with Neunvalten, you know, bands like that. Yeah, absolutely. That, that uh, they use double bass drums a yeah, lot of times too. Double, really double, kick. double kick on one of the songs. Yep, yep. Neunvalten is one of my absolute favorites yeah, of great. any kind of like acoustic music. The, the way that they incorporate all that is great. Um, do you? I mean, this might be a weird question, but do you have like a preference, like, or is there like a different? Uh, does it have a different effect for you when there's like a full band orchestration with drums or strings and? Or just like pure acoustic guitars. No, I'm I'm into it all. Yeah, yeah. like um, yeah, like Neunvelten. Yeah, they do some drums, which is cool. Even on the 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 Imperium acoustic ones, mm -hmm. um, they have some drums and stuff, even some synths. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm yeah, like well, I mean, Tenhi does a lot of mostly drums and like kind of almost like doomy like kind of grooves and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm always no, I'm always just curious, like where people can take it you know um it's almost like I, I feel like acoustic when you go into an acoustic thing it's almost like a it almost like levels the playing field in a way right because you're you're really just relying on the sound of the guitar right there's not like you can't have too much fancy other things it's really like what can you do with this instrument and what kind of sounds can you add to it but from like the human to the instrument i, I think it, yeah it, it, yeah that's the best way i can kind of explain it like it does kind of level it because it's like, okay, well, here's an acoustic, like, you know, it, it's, there isn't like a barrier to entry. It's not, it's not like, oh, well, that guy has this crazy amp and this crazy yeah. pedal board. It's like, no, just here's the acoustic. Like, what can you do with it? You know? Right. Exactly. Uh, and so that's kind of something that's, that's interesting to me. It, it does kind of like narrow it down. And so, you know, that for me, it's been more like just exploring, like, what can I do just by myself? And just how how full can I make it? Almost more just like an experiment, like it's like a a a, a question, like a like a scientist, like what what can I do with this? You know, what yeah, I mean? how yeah. far can I push this, right? And mm -hmm. and or how it's almost like when I started, it was very minimal because I just that's how good as I could play, and then and then I wanted to push my playing, and now it, I'm almost back to the beginning where I'm like, how minimal can I yeah, play? Exactly. Like I almost want to do a record where it's just like just strum just slow strums for like an hour or something like yeah like you mentioned andre 3000 like i kind of want to yeah. do like a dark, folk, a dark folk andre 3000 like you know new blue sun like old black moon or i don't know whatever old black moon yeah yeah <laughs> but um no i actually no i'm cool with like I, i'm always i'm curious what's funny too because i do a lot of solo music but i don't listen to a lot of solo guitars like it's not a style of music that i'm that drawn to interesting but it's yeah. something that i do a lot of yeah. I don't know if that's, yeah. I think that's the case for some people. Like maybe you just work on something so hard. You're not, you're not really as like into like, yeah. you're kind of burnt out on it by the time you're done your own thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't listen to very much uh, nature worshiping black metal, noise, ambient or electronic music. So yeah. And that's pretty much all I make. Yeah. 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 It keeps it kind of fresh. Yeah. I also wanted to shout out, um, this because the reason i got to hang out with you guys in uh, a prophecy fest was because i was playing with this dutch uh dark folk project called thurnan yeah thurnan that's uh, great stuff yeah 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 so thurnan is amazing for and what's funny is like talking to him he didn't grow up on like these dark folk records he kind of just 
he was a metal guy that went into acoustic music and then later found out all the stuff that people are referencing like oh okay. you must love this yeah but um but he got in touch with me because he was influenced by uh, muskox and so that's kind of how we got connected um but anyways his stuff is amazing and it was really awesome to be able to like learn his music and and just kind of play because I, I think he's just an amazing songwriter and you know a lot of this again a lot of this kind of folk stuff is uh, again i think it's it's kind of like i think that's sort of the blessing and the curse of folk music it's kind of like what i was saying there's low barrier to entry anybody can kind of it, it's not that difficult but then that's what makes it hard to like stand yeah, out stand out yep. exactly yeah. you know because because minimalist folk it is accessible and it is easy to make but then that also makes it difficult to make it really good. And 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 so I've heard a lot of stuff over the years, but then when I heard Thurnan, I was like, oh, like this is actually like, he actually writes really interesting songs and really great riffs and the melodies are amazing. And, you know, and, and I think, but also maybe that's because he didn't grow up with that music. He just kind of like went into it sort of with a clean slate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I'd recommend him for, for, for people as well. Did you end up playing with him or just, uh, you know, yeah. opening for him or? No, no, I did. Uh, we did the set at Prophecy Fest together. Oh, like cool. we did forty minutes. I learned his songs, and you know his records are layered with a lot of different acoustics. And we did kind of like a stripped down, just duo acoustic thing. And nice. we did Prophecy Fest, and then we did uh, two other shows. Um, awesome. And yeah, that was really yeah, that was a great experience. And then then after I already was planning on going to Prophecy Fest, he emails me and is like, "Egalox playing Prophecy Fest," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god." You know? <laughs> So it was just kind of like a, a beautiful, uh, yeah, a beautiful moments yeah. of things, you know. Yeah, that was a great time. That was a great festival. It was great to see you there. Uh, I missed your set, unfortunately, but. Uh, well, no, you guys were on was... a, like, a... <laughs> you guys were in and out. Yeah. Yeah, we were in and out, and it was a high pressure situation. We had to focus. No, no, you guys pulled yeah. it off. No, again, like I've I've seen you guys. I was on the road with you guys. I've seen you guys many times, and like you didn't miss a step like if anything it was like even you know it wasn't like oh egg are back on stage because you know i guess they want to it was like i don't know knowing you guys and knowing the history and knowing everything that went into that like it was it was amazing it was powerful and i know that like it's like you were saying the front row was all tears right <laughs> yeah yeah that was cool i love seeing people cry that's awesome <laughs> um well nathaniel um Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Thanks so much, man. Talk about uh, all the acoustic music. Um, we have one little subtopic that I think you might be useful for as well, if you can stick around for another five minutes or so. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. We're going to just delve into Thanksgiving music real quick. <laughs> what is your thing, favorite Thanksgiving song that oh you like? grew up listening to? <laughs> Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Well, That's tough. Dude. I'm glad you didn't ask me first. Canadian Thanksgiving is is a yeah. month earlier than you guys. <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving in October, so. Uh, no, it, I mean Thanksgiving. There's no such thing as Thanksgiving music. Didn't Adam Sandler do like a turkey song or oh, something really? funny? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. There's Halloween music. There's Christmas music. Yeah, but there's no. No Thanksgiving music. Maybe we should be grateful for that. What about November? Maybe November's or maybe, Doom. Or November's just, Doom. November's yeah, Doom. Yeah. That's it. Maybe it's just an untapped market. Maybe we oh, need yeah. to pioneer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think you should start it up. Just do, yeah, it, yeah. Just do a Thanksgiving record. That simple strumming record. thing you were talking about, you could just make that your turkey album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, goes, it, pair, it pairs great with a turkey and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh, okay, well... Nathaniel, again, thank you so much for joining us. 
uh, oh, thank you. giving yeah. your insight yeah, into really all of this. Um, Hopefully it was insightful. I kind of just rambled. and. Oh, no, very insightful, yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Um, you're you're way more embedded in the scene yes. than I am yep. and more than Nick is yep, as well. Yeah, for sure. So it's good to get your perspective. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a fascinating subject, and it's fascinating that it's, it's kind of, I wouldn't say like popular, but it's way more popular than it used to be. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it kind of reminds me of us talking about horror and its influences in metal. Acoustic and yeah. metal go hand in hand as well. Yeah. And they have from a long time, almost you know, ubiquitous almost. It's right. not a surprise when you hear acoustic no. and metal songs. No, but it, it, but it doesn't like, on the surface, it doesn't seem like an obvious choice. Right, exactly, yeah. That's but why I liked you it. You were talking about the emotional part of it and stuff and the sadness and the yeah. anger. That's really beautiful. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. But then if you go back to like, you know, blues and like African-American music and like pre-electric guitar, right? Like these guys were singing yeah. like dark, yeah. Yeah, dark that's music. True. That's yeah, that's true. That's very true. Acoustic music, right? And that's kind of like the, you know, the genesis for like everything that came after. You know? That's yeah. right. That's, yeah. yeah. Well put. Yeah. That's very true. All right, Nathaniel, thank you so much. Um, if anybody is interested in Nathaniel's work, uh, on our I, I Hate Music playlist. Uh, I put, well, we put a song from Muskox on there. We put a song from, shit, what did we put on there? Old uh, Growth was on there? Yep, we put a song f- from the Old Growth record that he did. Also, he did the acoustic interludes for the Serpent in the Sphere, Agalock record. There's one of those on there. Um, one of the newer things that he did that I also wanted to talk about just briefly yeah. is his uh rendition of in the shadow of our pale companion by Agalon. Oh, yeah. i would like to speak to that if we have time yes, yes we do. please man uh, that's also on Just... the playlist it's uh incredible it's incredible Agalock's, i want to say our second longest song and he expanded it to a whopping <laughs> almost 20 minutes amazing um it's a, it's an amazing <laughs> rendition and uh I had the pleasure of performing this rendition with him live in New Hampshire last summer. And that was, that was super great. That was a Mm -hmm. really good time. And I felt like that really turned out actually way better than I thought it could have. Yeah. Yeah. Now what's interesting about that, about that song, it was somebody on Facebook kind of just offhanded was like, Oh, you should do like a, an acoustic version of a song from the mantle. And like, I, you know, I'd played this song with you guys. And, and so I sort of knew the intro, you know, did it, did it, and I was like, yeah. okay, we're going to go with this. And, and then I, at no point was I like, I'm going to do this. It was literally like, oh, I'm going to mess around and see. And then it just kind of like kept unfolding and it kept working so well. And then I remember I, I, at the end, the last thing to do I did was John solo because I just thought like, there's no way I can do that. Like mm-hmm. I'll just kind of like improvise and sort of as a cop out. And then, and then I realized like, I can't do that. People were like, you know, you have to do it justice. And so, What's interesting as I was learning that song is because, you know, it's it, it I would say it's arguably your most iconic song. And, I think it is. Yeah. Yep. And it's it's also like your long one of your most longest one of yep. your longest and, and also like it's so layered. And but what's interesting as I was kind of learning it on acoustic was just kind of like it's like it's like I boiled it down to the essence. You know what I mean? Like and at its very core, it's like a it's like a an element that can't be cracked. You know, it's like it's so strong. Right. Even when it was just like the baseline and the melody and the rhythm, like when that was all that I had and even just stripped versions of that, like as long as those were there, it was just, it was so powerful. And what's interesting as I was listening back to it was the song itself is a very lonely song, right? It, yeah. it It's like 
and that's how I discovered it myself was as a teenager, kind of just like walking through Halifax, Nova Scotia on a very gray day. Like it's this kind of meandering journey, like a very solitary meandering journey. And, and it's, so it worked beautifully to the, for the solo guitar, because it's such a lonely piece, but when you strip it down to just the notes, like it sort of like brought out that, that like loneliness that is kind of like there that maybe is like, gets kind of washed, you know, it's sort of like this kind of dreamy loneliness. But then when, when I brought it back, it was like, I realized like, whoa, like it's, it, it worked so beautifully. Like just because the song itself, once you strip it down, you realize like that's the beauty of it. And that's the genius of it is that even when you get rid of everything, it's, you can't like you, it's undeniable, you know, but then like making it just completely solo to me was just brought out that like lonely meandering feeling in a way that like, you know, that, I don't know, just kind of surprised me, right? Because it was just, it was sort of like a discovery as I was doing it. And I didn't like expect it to end up being like, whatever, like six minutes longer than yeah. the original. <laughs> yeah, it's a but bit like, longer. We played a little bit yeah. slower, I feel like, uh, for the most part. Yeah, and yeah that was but, that was a really interesting night in New Hampshire when we performed it together um, because we had no idea it was, what was it? It was the 20th anniversary of The Mantle that day. Yeah, the day of, yeah. Wow. And it wasn't planned that way. We had no idea. I, I woke up that morning and we were, Nathaniel and everybody else and, and I were staying at this uh, Airbnb out in the out in the country somewhere in New Hampshire. And I woke up to all these messages like, happy birthday, The Mantle and oh, stuff. And I had yeah. no idea. So then before we played, Nathaniel, you know, said something about the anniversary, blah, blah, Aglock, blah, blah. And at that point in time, we were kind of talking about maybe possibly considering getting back together, doing a couple shows or whatever. But the response from the crowd was pretty crazy that night, mm -hmm. just from our little rendition of this. And it very much solidified in my mind, like this could work. Like people would be into this if we were to play shows. You oh, know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was a remarkable night. It was really great. Yeah. And I love your version. So yeah, if you if people want to check it out, it is on the I Hate Music Spotify playlist. So please check it out. And Did I assume you, ever, you never played a song. Say again? Did you play a song? No, I didn't. Do you want me to play yeah. a song? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, I can play a song. I thought you were asking if I ever played Sorry. Shadow. I'm like, yeah, no, no, I kind of just interjected because that just came to me. No. But, yeah, oh, man, I had that. so many choices. It was so hard. To, yeah, it like, was. Okay. This is going to piss you guys off, but I really like this song a lot. Uh, here we go. Is it Tesla? <laughs> no, it's not Tesla. <laughs> it's off that Tesla album. It's extreme more than words. No, it's, be. it's actually one of the first <laughs> songs I thought of, and I don't know why, but I, I just love it so much. Okay. This is The Road Behind by Guar. Nice.
almost gone Baby, can't you hear me calling Like a sad whale song Sad whale, baby. Sad whale, baby. <laughs> Such a great fucking song. Good shit, dude. Oh, yeah. Did you love it, Nathaniel? I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. Well, Nathaniel, thanks again. Dude, hey, thank, thank you, you so much. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is awesome. It's nice to meet you, Nick. Yeah, you too, man. We should do this Pleasure. again with some other topic. Um, I don't know what it would be. Yeah. but I need to come out to Portland and do it in, the, be in there in the studio. I would love to. We also talked about doing a little tour together at some point, too. Yeah, let's do it. moon bladder Nathaniel action on the That'd West Coast or something. Damn. Yeah. Yep, we should do that at some point. Um, again, thank you so much. Uh, keep in touch. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. Have a great, uh, great time in Denver. Thank you. I will. I'll talk to you after that. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah. What a gentleman, right? What a guy. Guy's amazing. It's a pleasure, man. Yeah, I loved how he kind of uh, added the emotional element to it and talked about on the deeper level. Yeah. Of why that's attractive. You know? Yeah. No, that was great. It was great. Important. Yeah, I thought he would. Well, I mean, he suggested it, but I also thought, like, what a perfect person oh, to, like, yeah. talk he's, about that stuff with. Yeah. He knows it in, in and out, and he's, uh, evidently, he's got really large hands. I think you've told me that before. I mean, it's like, He yeah. must, man, the way he plays guitar. Yeah. He's like, he can re reach <laughs> all the nooks <laughs> yeah, and the crannies. Exactly. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, we've got a couple more segments left. Cool, cool, cool. You ready for this shit? Yeah, man. That was great. What were your, what was the point in bringing up the Thanksgiving songs? <laughs> Just because we did the Halloween songs, and I'm like, <laughs> do you I have mean, any? I mean, no, no, I don't think there is such a thing. I mean, there's got to be like silly, stupid things, like you brought up, like Adam Sandler or something. Yeah, right. Guar, Guar may have done one. <laughs> it might have, but there's no like traditional Thanksgiving songs that I know of. No, no, I don't think so. Not even in like pop culture. I don't think so. Yeah, not weird. There's no Thanksgiving movies. I think it'd just be too much for our, our psyche to handle. You know, we get the Halloween, we get the Christmas. It's just too much. It's so too much. Put something in the middle yeah. there, you know. So maybe that's the reason. Well, having said all that, if anybody knows of any Thanksgiving <laughs> songs. Only metal, though. Only <laughs> you bring us <laughs> Thanksgiving pop song by Britney Spears, we're not playing it. No, we're not. And I don't no. want to hear about it. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, only metal Thanksgiving only metal. songs. There you go. But it does bring up an interesting point because Nathaniel said, like, Canadian Thanksgiving is last yeah, month. So October. maybe there's cool Thanksgiving songs for other places. I don't <laughs> think so, though. It seems weird. I don't know. Thanksgiving's only, in, I guess, probably in Canada, America, but probably. But yeah. but you know what I mean? Like something similar, maybe. I don't know. Like in Australia, like what do they have? You know, Wallaby Day or something. Yeah, exactly. Wagga Wagga Day. <laughs> Chuzwuzzer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, if anybody yeah. does know a Thanksgiving song, maybe just keep it to yourself. I don't think we need to know about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but any any topics or comments, questions, anything like that, email us at hate.pod.music at gmail.com. Nice. 
Going to get into a couple segments Okay, here. cool. I like these. Okay, cool. These are fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this will be good. Um, let's start with uh, T-shirt of the day. Oh, I'm wearing... It's T-shirt of the day. What the hell's this, dude? Do. What are you wearing? Let's find what out. What the fuck? What the hell, dude? That's hilarious. Uh, you fucking put that together or what? <laughs> it's amazing. No, let's let's listen to it one more time. Real <laughs> okay. Quick. Yeah, I won't interrupt this time. Without, I was shocked by w- that. without any laughing. <laughs> okay. Here we go. It's T-shirt of the day. It's a T-shirt of the day. Yeah, that sounds like a fucking like like a professional like commercial or it does. like a like a jingle yeah. like yeah. a yeah yeah like yeah juicy uh, fruit commercial or something. If you had to guess who made that, who would you guess? I don't know. It's dude. none. It's not me. You did not do that. I have no idea. Could it be Jory? Because he was telling me about some uh, weird music that he does. And he mm. did this one little, like strange album that he did it all in one take. Yeah. And he's uh he's done some other shit for you. It's not Jory. It's a great that. guess. It's yeah. not Jory. That's uh Adam Stacy from Secret Chiefs Three. Adam, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, dude. that's actually him and his wife is going, Ooh, what are you wearing? No way. And then his his son says, Let's find out. <laughs> and then his son does the death growls at the end. Stay sure. Wow, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, it's a family affair. It is. Let's <laughs> listen to it one more time yeah. because I think it's just so well That's done. That's so great. Here we go. It's T-shirt of the day. It's a T-shirt of the day. Ew, what are you wearing? Let's find out. It's a T-shirt of the day. Amazing. Isn't that? Dude. Isn't it amazing? Really great. Yeah. Yeah. It's catchy. It's yeah. got a nice little jingle. It's almost like a Gilligan's Island j- yeah. jingle kind of thing. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I asked him to do that. I was like, hey, would you want to do this for like a segment <laughs> intro? And he's like, yeah, I can do that. But that dude, that guy is so, he is, I don't like to use the word talent. Oh, well. He is, I mean, uh, dude. I, mean, I don't, I haven't seen him good. or I don't know much about, but just being in any of those bands, you have to be so skilled. Oh, my God. So. When I was living in Wisconsin, I watched like just a stratosphere Stratosphere videos yeah. all the time. Yeah. So it's been really weird to like actually become a friend with yeah, him because yeah. he's like this person I always saw playing accordion and piano. Yeah. Dude, if you YouTube like a Stratosphere and like see him playing like keyboards, he does this like improv shit. He's just like, Jesus. But he, but he's always like, oh, I'm kind of like self taught. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing. He's so humble. Yeah. But guy. then he did that and like, humble, br- that's a humble brag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's Jesus a talented Christ. guy. And yeah. he's super friendly too. Oh, he's the, he's, he's great. And he's a huge supporter of the podcast. He is. He yeah. like he gave us some compliments on the last time I saw him. He gave that's good. He didn't give me any. He missed no, just like your parts. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So what is your T-shirt of the day? Uh, None Shall Thrive, which is a acoustic metal band from uh, Oakland, I think. I've never heard of that. Yeah, they've only put this EP out in 2015, and recently they put another song. But look at that cool shirt, dude. That's really cool. Yeah. So did you wear that specifically because mm, of tonight? I was like, he's okay. going to fucking ask me what shirt oh, I'm wearing. Dude, I only did that once. And you. <laughs> well, I wanted to be ready this time. You were ready. I didn't know if you'd re- even think about that because I only did it that one time. They're really great, though. None shall thrive. Check them out. It's kind Jesus. of a weird, different type of uh, acoustic. It's not. He's almost like banging on a, like a drum or something. But it's, it's, okay. not, it's not electric. I wish we could put it on even as if that's possible. 
really quickly? Just yeah, sure. It's sure, on Bandcamp. Sure sure. sure, sure. Yeah, this dude, uh, oh, our friend Irish Terry. Yeah. He told me about them because uh, he's on Bandcamp all the time. And he thought I would dig him, and indeed I did. So I was stoked to find indeed this guy. And you did. Look at the 2015 album. I think it's uh, EP or something. There's probably a brand new one that just got put out. But uh, 2015, I see a. Is it no more? An- no more answers. Yeah. Yeah. 2015. Yeah, yeah. That's one. Okay, I'm gonna play. Really interesting. I'm gonna play just a little bit of. Just this. a little snippet. Yeah. Here we go. Just a little taste. Yes. really cool yeah it's interesting yeah it's different it's like he's just pounding on yeah. all of it like, yeah totally i, I like remember, all the fret buzz there like you can hear yeah, all the yeah yeah do you remember ancient wisdom i do yeah ancient wisdom that first album they put out was really yeah. great not to be confused with the ancient wisdom no from sweden two v's and these this guy's band yeah i think it was a kind of a solo thing like this almost like a pagan primal kind of like a chanting around the fire kind of music or right yeah. yeah yeah i don't know how to no, explain that, that but that's really cool yeah. I, I dig that that's what i'm wearing what are you wearing i uh, actually I don't remember oh <laughs> napalm death harmony corruption nice i don't need to play that <laughs> no <laughs> everybody knows that shit good stuff though yeah uh yeah one of my favorite death metal grindcore records of course yeah classic Man, that jingle still blows my mind. Right? <laughs> you right? totally surprised me with that. Okay. <laughs> nice one. I have another thing here, but I have to. I wasn't prepared for this part. I kind of fucked that up. Okay. No problem. So give me a second. No problem. I'm going to mark this because that was my one mistake for the day. It's all right. You'll have to do a little editing. What's the? How do you mark it like that? Double enter. Double enter. Yeah, and it just does a little. Gotta get good at those a little deal. Keys. 
Uh, okay, and do it this. It just marks it at the very top. I see that. Yeah. Yeah, and it has like this yellow, little yellow mark there. Oh too. yeah, that's yeah. nice. Okay, did that work? Okay, there it is. Okay. All right, next one. Um, we did this last time with a little trick-or-treat action by the band Fastway, the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, you're going to ask me uh, what song this is. Yeah, yeah. You ready? Are you, are you, is it so obscure that I won't get it, or is it, is it gettable? Well, this is the hard part because it's, like, so not fun if you don't know what it is, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so like, gotta, how, do you, how do you pick this shit? You, you got to think about what I'm going to know, what I'm not going to know. Right, but then, like, what That's do I... too easy, then. But then what do I do? Like, play you an Iron Maiden song? Exactly. Like, no. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then I play you, like, something you do know, and you're like, I know this sort of, but I don't recognize yeah. it. It's like, this is a really bad idea. <laughs> kind of is. So the Fastway one made sense <laughs> yep. in a way because okay. it was topical. Sure. And I'm like, I think you know this movie. Okay. Can you name the band? And you killed it. Yeah. So... Speaking of Jory, I was talking to Jory, and I was like, "Do you have any ideas for like a new one?" And this was his idea, and I think it, I think it works. A new segment? No, 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 like a new idea for like something to play you. Okay, to see okay, if okay you, cool, cool. If cool. you can recognize it. Okay, cool. But it's, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Don't in, make me look like a fool, Walton. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not what it's about. But this is this is interesting on on a few layers. Okay. And that's why Jory nailed it with this. So. Nice. Okay. Cool. Ready for this? Ready. Yeah? Let's <laughs> what the fuck, you guys? Did Jory do this one or Adam do this one too? Stomach. Amazing. Can we hear that again? No, mm -hmm. I won't talk over this. Time. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Let's stump Nick. Let's stump Nick. So fucking smooth. Yeah. Who did that? Give me one guess. Adam again. Nope. Jory. Nope, but it's some it's somebody Who you else? know. It's somebody you know. Let's stump Nick. Nick. I mean, it's so smooth. It's almost yeah. like uh, fucking Billy Ocean or something. Jazzy. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah. it. That's our good friend, Nathaniel Larishet. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah, he made that for us. Wow. Little, little segment Did intro. you ask him to do that? Yeah. Or? yeah. <laughs> and why did you think he would even do that for you? Or? Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? <laughs> I don't I was know. Like, uh, he's, a, he's a fan of the podcast, and yeah. I was like, hey, like, That's amazing. got this little thing. Like, would you want to do it? In? And he's like, fuck, yeah, I would love to. So. <laughs> I think it took him a couple days. Adam, it took a couple days too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You so guys uh, are really blowing my mind. <laughs> that's well, that's good. That's what I'm here for. All right, are you ready for this? Yes, one? ready, 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 ready. Okay, here we go. Morpheus. No, you're on the right track. Entombed. Here's where it's interesting. I didn't know this. Dude, of course we know this. Dismember? No, 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 no. no. Okay. What this. I'm saying is, yes, oh, is entombed. A, entombed, yeah. But listen. Okay. I mean, this is not entombed. Oh, it's a cover? Somebody doing it? They ripped it off a movie? Or? <laughs> no way. Yes. What the fuck? Dude. Oh, is it from a movie? Yes. Oh, they, we should know this. What movie is it from? Do you want me to tell you? Well, no, 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 no. This is so. This is a soundtrack of a movie. Yeah, and 
Entombed and used Entombed it. used it in their song. Left and Left Out Path. Yeah. Is it? Is it? It's not. It's like Children of the. It's not Children of the Corn. It's not. Very well known. Yeah, exactly. Film. I know this is. Probably sent a Halloween or Friday Thirteenth or Exorcist. Or it's fucking iconic. That's a, an yeah. iconic uh, piano kind of exorcist Halloween style. I only knew it from Left Hand Path, though. And Jory brought it up, and I was like, are you serious? Like, that's amazing. I'm going to kick myself not knowing this movie, dude. Yeah, you are. Okay. What is it? I'm ready to give up. Phantasm. Phantasm. Fucking Phantasm, dude. I watched that probably a year ago. That's how bad... Like I didn't put it together or whatever. I had no idea. <coughs> no idea. Yeah, Jory's like that's amazing. Oh, you could do the the phantasm theme because Entombed used it. Yeah. Left hand path. Yeah, like, amazing. Wait, what they did? Like I had I didn't know. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Cool, incredible. Yeah. Wow. Good one, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Phantasm with well, a P P H P H. Just like the band. The, <laughs> I think there's a Midwestern phantasm, right? Oh, there was. Oh, yeah, I thought you were talking so. about fish. Oh, <laughs> well, I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> the pH. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last little segment. Okay. You ready for this shit? Don't tell me you have another jingle. No. No. Oh, no. no. I. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> How could I, it be? I wish. I. I, I couldn't pull it together. Do it real quick. Do your own little jingle. My own little. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the the fuck Mary kill segment. <laughs> fuck Mary kill. <laughs> I don't know. We could do some. Um. How about this? <laughs> Hey, <laughs> you motherfucker, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> Who, did <laughs> Who did that one? Let's listen to it again. You yes. ready? I won't talk. Okay. Here we go. That's incredible, dude. Somebody who did this is good on the banjo. It's good on electric guitar. Spoons. <laughs> Some spoons. Yeah, spo he actually used spoons on his knee. Jesus Christ. Who's this? That's Jory. Oh, my God. Yep. Our friend Jory this from podcast Reference. has some talented friends. Right? Yeah. Incredible. It's amazing. Incredible. Yeah. He, he has that nice like country twang and yeah, the banjo. So and the, yeah. That was his voice, his, oh, his yeah. instrumentation. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I was a little disappointed <laughs> you didn't have one, and then you surprised me. Oh, man. You totally set me up. You're like, well, you do one. How, how would you do it? I'm like, just like this. Bam. <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. It's so good. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Nice. I'm gonna have to come up with one for you. Next yeah, week. yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Neil Peart. Okay. Sean Reiner. Yep. Dave Lombardo. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh some Sophie's Choice shit right there. It is. It really is. I can't kill anybody. Not any of those. I would fuck all of them. 
What about Mary, though? That's the thing. Mary would be one of them. Dave Lombardo for me. Yeah. You know, Purge so important. I'll have to say fuck him. <laughs> but, like, in a sexual way. Right. Yeah. And then Sean. I mean, I don't... <laughs> but you can't kill Sean. He was unhuman, dude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but Neil Purge is fucking genius, dude. Well, they're all geniuses. Dave Lombardo is so special to my heart, you know. They all are. Yeah. I couldn't answer it either. I, yeah, I, that's I did, impossible. I did this and I was like... That's impossible. I mean, if I were to marry, it might be Sean Reiner. But also Dave has... His catalog is so wide and varied, exactly, yeah. you know. Um, I'd probably have to kill Neil because I'm not the biggest Rush fan. Okay, that's fair. I like the music that Sean and Dave have done better. Yeah. Um, Amazing. But I couldn't kill any of them because no. that's just horrible. No, I feel bad about that. Did you hear that Sean's husband just died? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, just today. Yeah, like today or yeah. something. Yeah. I saw that today. Yeah. Maybe we should kill Dave Lombardo since he's the only one that actually isn't dead. <laughs> well, then, I mean, that does kind of make sense. Yeah. Sort of. I love his fills, his drum fills. Oh, my God. His rhythms. Yeah. Yeah, so good. That's a tough one. That's I know. How do, so the, the the object of the game might be to find one that's an obvious, like, kill. Or not so obvious, but just somebody that's like, like, maybe you could have put, uh, I can't even think one. <laughs> the drummer from Lip Biscuit or something. Right. Like, you know, yeah. like, yeah, fuck that guy. But then that's too obvious. Yeah, that's I true. think it's I think it's important for them to all be equal. I mean, almost. Th this one is, <coughs> this one's impossible. Yeah. But I feel like the last one, cynic, death, atheist. Yeah. Like there's enough variables there that's where right. it's like, well, okay, like we love them all, but yeah. but yes, exactly. This one, I knew this was a tough one. Consistently, everything they do has been good. These yeah. three guys. Yeah. So. And hugely important and influential exactly. too. Fucking cynic, dude. Dude. <laughs> thanks for the shirt, by the way. Oh, of course. Well, thanks for the Mortise shirt. No problem. Um, I, I think that's all I have, man. That was great. That was great. That was so good. Almost two hours. So. Yeah, almost two hours. I try to keep it hour and a half, two hours tops. So perfect. Yep. Yeah. That's it perfect. Should, it should be good. That was really good. Uh, I mean, Nathaniel's been an old friend. Yeah. And just getting his opinions and all that shit was, was really cool. He was perfect for that episode. really was. Yeah. I'm glad we could do that and reach out to people like that. Totally, totally. Yeah, that was a that was a first, and that worked really well. It sounded really good. Totally, as far as I could tell on yeah. our end. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man. Well, thanks again. Yep. For Thank you. Doing Let's this. Let's do it again soon. And yeah, we'll just yeah. do some riffing for sure. Let's get some no guests, and we'll just yeah do a do a cool episode. Yeah, for sure. Another one. Another cool episode. All right. So, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, visit the earthandsound.org website for merch. Um, give us a star or two. Five would be cool if you want. I don't know. I don't know how that <laughs> no pressure. works. Yeah. No pressure. Subscribe on whatever you subscribe yeah, on. Smash that subscribe like we always say. Yeah. I mean, all that shit that people always <laughs> say, I guess it's important. And I would like to get more listeners. You sure. know, Sure. Why not? It'd be nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, do all that shit. Uh, email us. Emailing us is hugely important. It gives us things to talk about. It gives us feedback. It gives us uh, inspiration to 
talk about shit that we wouldn't talk about otherwise. And listen to obscure Alaskan bands. Alaskan, and then last time, that man, that's still that last yeah, one, though, Jesus. that uh, Brazilian yeah. band. Yeah. They're doing the Sisters, of, Mer- Sisters right. of Mercy cover. That's right. Very good. Yeah. That was awesome. Amazing. Um, yeah, I will be in Denver this weekend. Yeah, have a good time. For the Decibel Metal Fest. Amazing. I believe you're seeing Suicidal this weekend. Suicidal on Sunday. Uh, so Friday, sorry. Yep, Suicidal. Suicidal Friday on Friday. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, Playing all the first album. Dude, that's so cool. I saw it today. It was sold out. Oh, it was? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I saw wow. it sold out. That's I would, cool. would have loved to have gone. Yeah, you keep missing them. I've never seen them, ever. <laughs> Always miss them. Yeah. Yeah. But duty okay. calls. Duty um, calls, and then you, what you're doing is way, way more important. Yeah. Bring in... Uh, Tears to the first row. Tears to the first row. Yep. Maybe even beyond that, dude. Maybe. I mean, I was like in the middle and I teared up. Yeah. So. Hopefully, I want to make everybody cry, you know? <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> yep. All right, man. Well, right. Um, yeah, we'll talk soon. Check you later. Bye. Bye. An Earth in Sound Productions.